Welcome to Unity Spiritual Media and today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Today's speaker is Alan Cohen, and he's giving us an introduction to A Course in Miracles. Welcome, everybody. So nice to see you once again. Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to dive into a very powerful topic. Before we do, I always like to start the meeting with a moment of dedication. So if you would, let's just take a breath together. We recognize that this group has come together by divine appointment, whether you're watching live or to the recording. And we also recognize that there are things moving in your life that could use healing or awakening or opening. So we dedicate our time together to the advancement of your soul to relief from fear and guilt and to opening your heart to all that you can be. Maybe just one little step today, but one step is powerful. So we ask blessings and healing for each person. We know that in spirit it is already so. And if you care to say with me out loud, and so it is, and so it is. Today's lesson is really exciting to me because it really pierces to the heart of A Course in Miracles. There's really nothing like the Course. There are things that are similar, but the Course really (sighs) describes the universe in terms that are so clear and so unambiguous that it has to get our attention. And in today's lesson, we're going to look at relief from sin, relief from fear, relief from guilt. And what is more powerful than feeling you're guilty or sinful or wrong? And then someone coming along saying, forget it. It ain't happening. You're off the hook. Case dismissed. And that's exactly what the the Course does. It relieves you from any sense of burden of guilt, of sin, of obligation, of punishment. (laughs) How cool is that? I mean, there's really no other healing in the world that goes beyond this. So let's dive in. And I want to begin with a true story that happened to me many years ago. I was visiting Spokane, Washington, and I had a friend there named Alden Kroll, very nice guy. And Alden offered to take me from one appointment to another. And before I was to meet him, I had a massage appointment. So I got a very nice massage and I fell asleep on the massage table. And the therapist thought, well, the guy needs to sleep, so she didn't wake me up. And I I slept for a little while. And by the time I got up, I realized that I was going to be late for my appointment where my friend Alden was supposed to pick me up. And sure enough, when I got there, it was so long since he had come that he had given up and he'd gone home. And I felt terrible. Here this guy had offered to give me a ride out of the goodness of his heart, and I selfishly fell asleep on the massage table and missed my appointment with him. And so I happened to see him the next day, and I said, you know, Alden, I am so sorry, I fell asleep, and I know you were waiting for me, and it was so kind of you, and I just feel horrible that I missed my appointment with you. 
And he said something to me that changed my life. My life. He said, "That's all right." He said, "Would you like a ride somewhere else today?" And that stunned me, because, in a worldly sense, somebody who had been stood up or blown off like that would have said, "Forget you. I'm not going to take you anywhere." But what he did was he had. He proved to me that what I believe was a sin was not really a sin. That I had not really hurt him. And I want to suggest that this is actually the essence of the entire Course in Miracles, right here, to demonstrate that what you believe you did to wrong God to wrong people, to wrong yourself, has had no real effect whatsoever. Now we make errors, but the Course distinguishes between a sin and an error. The Course says that a sin requires punishment, but an error simply requires correction. So the Course wants to get us off the hook from any belief in punishment, it wants us to correct our errors, but not from some wrathful God. The course defines God only as a God of love. And I'll tell you one more cute story, and then we'll go to some quotes from the course. Uh, many years ago, also, I was visiting some friends in Toronto, and uh, we, it was springtime, and you know, that, that area in, in Canada is a lovely fruit area, so we went out, we bought a bunch of strawberries, and we were driving home, and I was sitting in the back seat next to the bag of strawberries, and I was just casually picking strawberries out and munching on them. And when we got back to the house, I realized that I, eaten, <laughs> I had eaten a lot of the strawberries. I wasn't really conscious of how many I was eating. And so the hostess said, well, I can't wait to get in the house now and make some strawberry shortcake. And I go, oh, man. So I said, Christine, I have a confession to make. I said, I'm sorry, I ate a lot of the strawberries. So I said, you know, I guess that means I don't get any strawberries on my piece of cake. So that was my idea of self-punishment. And she said, oh, no, Alan. She said, because you like strawberries so much, it means that you get extra strawberries on your cake. And I tell these two stories because both of them reverse the cause and effect that we've been taught is required in a world of sin and punishment. In both cases, the people demonstrated to me that I was not bad, I did not need to be punished. And the Course says to demonstrate to your brother that the sin he believes he has committed has had no effect on you. Now that's huge. That's huge because a lot of we we spend a lot of our time demonstrating how our brother's sin has hurt us. So the course says your mission is very simple. You are asked to live so as to demonstrate that you are not an ego. Now, egos can be hurt, 
Egos can be offended. Egos can be victims. Egos can be damaged. Egos can demand retribution. And the Course wants us to rise above that. There's a very profound section in uh, the text called Above the Battlefield. And it says there's this whole battlefield going on on Earth. And if you're not careful, you will get caught up in it. But you have the ability to rise above the battlefield and exist in a dimension and a reality that far transcends what keeps so many people on the earth suffering. Wow. The Course of Miracles literally is a guide to the end of suffering. It really is. Our personal suffering and global suffering, that, that's, that's, that's what it is. Nothing less than that. The Course says, this is even more powerful, it says, all that you believe must come from sin will never happen. Wow. Does that reverse a lot of what religions have taught us? We're going to hell for eternity. We will suffer. And the Course says that we make up stories about what sin is and what punishment is, which has nothing to do with reality or God's truth. So take a moment. I, I've meditated on this on this lesson quite a bit. Take a moment to think about what you think will happen as a result of your sins. Think of the worst thing you've ever done or are doing and the punishment that you expect. And the Course says, this will not happen. God will not punish you. That's a big one, isn't it? I recall one of my Japanese clients told me that he married at a young age and he very much wanted to have children. And his wife was infertile. And he divorced her. And years later, he married another woman. And they had a child. And the child was disabled. And this man came to me and said, I, I really believe that God has cursed me with this child because I divorced my first wife, who was infertile. And I asked him a few questions. I said, do you love your daughter? Oh, yeah. Does she open your heart? Oh, yes. Is she, does she make you, I know she's difficult to, to deal with her disability, but does she make your life better in any way? Yes. She's such a blessing to me. I can't imagine not having her. So I said, well, maybe your daughter's disability is not a curse, but maybe it's a blessing that gives you an opportunity to love more. And certainly she has her soul lessons around it as well. So be, be careful, <laughs> be very careful what you interpret as a punishment or a curse. Because as we said before, every minus is half of a plus waiting for a stroke 
of vertical awareness. So the next time you expect a punishment or something that happens that you believe is a punishment, remember this sentence, that punishment is not in God's consciousness, it's in man's consciousness. Voltaire said, God created us in his image and likeness, and we return the compliment. So we make up stories about God that match human foibles, not God's wholeness. Now, the course goes on to say, what has no effect does not exist. And to the Holy Spirit, the effects of error are non-existent. So what this, it wants to, it wants to remove from our consciousness the whole idea that we make mistakes that are irreparable. And that we're causing problems that can't be fixed. To God, our errors are non-existent. In fact, in the Course, it even tells us, do not see error. Do not see error. Now, that's a big one. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you're, if you're measuring to build a house and something's off, you're not supposed to see it. It's talking about errors of judgment, where we're, 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 we're seeing life through eyes of judgment. That's the kind of error that the Course is wanting to head us off from. Now, this is my favorite. It says, forgive your brother for what he didn't do. In other words, we are taught that forgiveness means you did something really terrible to me, but ah, now I will overlook it. I will be magnanimous. I will be big, bigger than you. I will forgive you. They say we bury the hatchet, but then we remember where we buried it. So we usually think of forgiving our brother for what he did do. He hurt us, but we're going to overlook it. The Course is reversing that too. It says, forgive your brother by recognizing that what you thought he did to you did not really happen. Now, there are physical things that happen. I mean, people make mistakes and do things that would appear to hurt other people in the world of separation. But what the Course is really saying is that what you think happened is a story that you made up. A physical thing happened, but then you made up a story around it that cast you as a victim, and this other person is a villain. So forgive your brother, wipe out what you think he did and recognize that it was your interpretation that made it seem like a sin. Now, of course, the tables are turned. And if you can forgive your brother for what he didn't do, you can forgive yourself for what you didn't do. It's not interesting. Wow. See, there's nothing like this. It really runs deep. And so I want to point you to a... Uh, a, not a book so much as a phrase. This was uh, called, his name was Papaji. And um, he was a teacher in the Advaita tradition, non-dualism, wholeness tradition. And I actually have not read this book, but I, I love the title. I, I'm, I'm not recommending the book. I'm sure it's quite good, actually. But um, the title, Nothing Ever Happened. You can meditate on this for a lifetime. In other words, when you wake up from the dream of physicality and life and death and illusion and separation, you will realize that nothing has ever disturbed God. 
that God is love and only love. God is life and only life. And nothing you could do in the earth plane could disturb the wholeness and the presence and the love and the beauty and the power and the eternality of God. And the Course says in a hundred times and a hundred ways, what you think is so real and solid in this life is just a dream. And so terrible things can happen in a dream, but when you wake up from the dream, they're all gone. So the course, the whole purpose of A Course in Miracles is to get us to wake up from the dream in which suffering is real and we and other people deserve punishment. What a radical shift. Now Christ taught that he, you know, he taught this in different words 2,000 years ago, but it's the same message, isn't it? So the Course says, now are we saved indeed. And another place, the Course, it says, it's not what you're being saved from that's important. It's what you're being saved for. In other words, God has a destiny for us. And if you're being saved, it's to enable you to live out your highest destiny. For in God's hands, we rest untroubled, sure, but only good can come to us. Oh, look at that last sentence. Sure, but only good can come to us. So if you want a good meditation, sit in the morning and say, only good can come to me. God promised me only good can come to me. Today, only good can come to me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Same thing, the Course says. And finally, you can indeed depart in peace because I've loved you as I love myself. This is Jesus speaking as the author of the Course. You go with my blessing and for my blessing. Hold it and share it, that it may always be ours. We can depart in peace. What a burden is taken off our shoulders. And you know, even in the New Testament, Jesus said, My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He didn't say, I'm, I'm going to scare the hell out of you by threatening hell. I said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Course in Miracles made easy. And you know, not, not many people think the Course is hard, but I, you know, the more I go through the Course, the more references to easy I find it. It says over and over and over again, it says this Course is easy. It's a lot easier than carrying a burden for the rest of your life, isn't it? As you make it hard by your self-punishment and thoughts of sin and what you think you need to do to pay off your sins. Can we claim our freedom today? Can we dump our past? Can we step into the glorious now? Can we forgive ourselves? Can we forgive others? 
Can we let ourselves off the hook? Can we say case dismissed, I'm gonna get on with my life? Can we say today's a new day, I wanna start over? Can we say I love you? What else can we say? And as always, I'm gonna close with a prayer. So let's take a breath together. Thank you, Great Spirit, for showing us a way out of hell. Thank you for giving us the tools to relieve suffering. Thank you for demonstrating that the cruel world we thought was so absolute is not. May we now open our hearts and our minds to true forgiveness. We ask now to release ourselves, to release others, to release the world from all that we thought it was. We ask to be made new. We ask to step into a new world. We thank you, God, for creating the world in a way that heals us, that lifts us, and empowers us. Truly, we are all coming home. And so it is. <laughs>